0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Part You Play podcast. Today with me, I have a really special guest joining me, Josh Andrew. Thank you so much, Josh, for being a part of this. I am super stoked about the topic that we're hitting today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: I know, yeah. So let's get talking about what you do, who you are, where you're from, and all the fun things.
1: Yeah, well, I'm 23 years old. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I've been married for a year, about 14 months exactly. Uh, I'm just a church guy. I'm a pastor, uh, entrepreneur. uh, Love tacos and coffee. That's the short summary.
0: Cool. No, I love that. Um, And I also want to talk about how we kind of got connected. We got um, connected through a friend, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And yeah, so let's talk about, today we're going to be talking about digital hygiene and the importance of it, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because I saw that you were doing a digital hygiene cleanse, I guess, from social media, and I saw your post about it, so I thought it was really important to talk about why you're doing it and also to let people know why it's important to do it, too.
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. I think it's uh, a needed um uh, idea or topic to talk through um and i think it's needed for our generation yeah. uh people right now desperately need uh rest and um, i think that we were talking right offline that we spend so much time on our phones and uh, it is imperative to have a phone obviously it's 2020 whatever too that so we should have a phone but um we should be using our phones our phones should not be using us Um, and I, I've had moments in my life where my phone is definitely using me and I'm spending too much time on it. Uh, I I'm obsessing about what content to create. Uh, it's taking over my job. It's taking over priority over my wife. And that's not the type of person I want to be. Uh, so I don't know about you, but there's moments where I just get overwhelmed and I need to get away.
0: Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. I think, like I told you, comparison is a thief of joy, and I think sometimes our phones mm-hmm. is a root of that and a root to from where our anxiety sometimes comes from, trying to compare ourselves, compare our lives, why our lives don't look a certain way. But we have to remember that people just post the highlights of their life, you know. Um, like it's called highlights for a reason. You know, you're not gonna post the hard things. And there are social media influencers that do post hard things that they go through, which is really good to see. But I feel like a lot of the times we spend more time comparing ourselves to other people rather than, um, you know, resting, like you said, which is such another important topic Mm -hmm. to talk about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, comparison kills contentment. So I'm content with my life and there's a side of me that doesn't really love contentment because I'm an entrepreneur. I like new things, but uh, it's okay to know that the house I live in, the shoes that I own, uh, the city, my wife, my job, my vacations, um, those are great and I should be able to celebrate those. But when we look at other people and go, well, they're in Bora Bora and I'm in whatever, uh, I should be there, and we start to we start to go on a rabbit trail, uh, and it just doesn't work. Uh, that's I think a spike of anxiety, a spike of depression, um, is because we're looking at other people's lives and wanting that. And it's we're not the first generation to struggle with that, but we are the first generation to see it at a macro level. A um, hundred years ago, they couldn't look at a million other people's lives they just looked at who was lived in their neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so we're the first people, we're the pioneers of uh, being able to talk to, like talk to you. We don't live in the same city, but we're having a conversation, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just need to know how to use it.
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent. And that's why I'm so happy that, um, we get to talk about this because like you said, we don't live in the same city, but this is such an important topic that our generation needs to hear. Um, Because a lot of the things, you're being consumed by the wrong thing sometimes and you need to learn when to put it down. Like when to say, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. This week I'm not going to go on Instagram. And it's hard and sometimes people think it's silly, but it may be the reason why you're struggling with anxiety. It might be the reason why you're struggling with depression. So, yeah, let's talk about why you decided to take time off Mm -hmm. of social media.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have a really great mentor um, who spends a good amount of time off of social media, and um, I was getting super overwhelmed. My wife and I are right in the middle of a transition. We're moving. Um, we just, uh, on Sunday was our last Sunday at our church. We've been there since mm-hmm. it planted. Um, so it's just been a long journey, and I think um, I've had patterns of anxiety, clinical anxiety and depression before. So I know um, I don't want that um, and I do, I do care about influence and I do care about reaching people. Um, like I said at the beginning, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a Jesus guy. Jesus changed my life when I was 15. Yeah. Um, but understanding who I was becoming and really it brought me to a place of reflecting and thinking about when I'm 85, when I'm on my deathbed, when I'm thinking about my life, do I want to be known as an influencer? Or do I want to be known as a great husband, a great dad someday, and a great pastor? Um, Because the priorities in your life, like you show me how much time you're on your phone, you show me your calendar, I will tell you your priorities. And uh, for me, it was just, uh, it was a time to get away, reflect, think about the last season of my life, and um, at the end of the day, make a decision of where my wife and I are going to live together. So yeah, I just deleted it. Uh, I wrote a, cr- a caption and then I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if that sounded right. Maybe people think I'm like struggling really bad, but at the end of the day, I'm being proactive, not reactive. because um, I, I want to be ahead of the game because I don't want to be a person who is anxious and um, frustrated all the time and overwhelmed. Yeah. At my peak time, and keep in mind, some of it is my business. I do do marketing stuff on the side. I was spending about 65 hours a week on my phone, so horrible, crazy. There was sometimes where it would be uh, like 19 hours in a 24-hour time frame. Five hours would be sleeping or four hours, whatever, not a math guy. So um, it was just overwhelming, and uh, I'm back now somewhat. I'm like slowly getting back into it because we had to announce that we're moving, and um, just some little stuff, but. Uh, I feel like I have a healthy relationship with it now. But if it gets unhealthy, um, we'll just break up for some time, like uh, any other relationship besides life. We can't break up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. And I remember um, a pastor saying this one time, his name is Jimmy Rollins. He was talking about, imagine if your screen time was the same amount of time that you spent, reading your word like imagine how different your life would look Mm -hmm. and that impacted me because there's been days where like my screen time has been like nine hours and I'm just I'm blown away by the fact that I can even spend like spend nine hours on my phone um and I know a lot of people just work from their phones but even that you know I just think there's so much importance to this conversation um a lot of people Mm -hmm. have reached out to me um from the past conversations that I've had, and I know this conversation is definitely going to impact people. Um, so yeah, let's get into um, just the importance of digital hygiene and why more people yeah, should be. Yeah, I think. It. Yeah. No, Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, you're great. I I think it's imperative for not even a Christian. I think any human being, if you're listening to this, um, I think it's imperative for you to get away. Um, not even just from social media, but from certain things in your life that consume a lot of time and energy. I think it all comes down to longevity. And I don't think uh, Gen Z, I'm Gen Z, um, thinks a lot about longevity. I don't think we think about um, 70 years of entrepreneurship or being a pastor or being a husband. Uh, I think we're consumed with right now. And I think right now is really great. Mindfulness Mindfulness is really great, but um, we need to get away. And we need to understand that um, there's some brutal honesty when you delete social media. To, number one, how big of a deal you are. Um, we all think we're a big deal, and in a specific way, we are. Um, but we also um, we have a relationships in person, um, and we can get overwhelmed with fifty thousand people messaging us a week, or um, we can get away and understand that people who actually want to be in our lives uh, will be regardless of your right. social media. Um, and that's, And I'm sure it's a brutal honesty, but um, I've, had to, I've had to go through that. So I'm only sharing from a reflection. Um, yeah, you need to get away. And if you, if you try it and it doesn't do anything for you, great. But I would rather be the person who tries something Uh, to find out it actually does refresh my soul because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about soul care here. Um, We all have a soul, whether we, um, and what we feed that is uh, our choice. And I I chose to feed it with um, my scriptures that I read. I I read the Bible um, and also just healthy books, like leadership books, lifestyle books, relationship books. Um, And I just took time to go on walks and yeah. just have fun, do whatever I want to eat Chipotle every day for all I know, you know, um, but not be on social media. And it was fine. The people who I'm friends with, we Facetimed, we laughed, uh, and I, and I didn't need to be on social media. And if you're in a place where you need to be on social media, um, it's an addiction and just like any other addiction, you need to break, break it off for, um, for a cer- specific amount of time. Mine, I did not have a time frame. It was when I felt at peace, when I was fine going back. So um, what are your thoughts?
0: I think that we can't pour out of an empty cup. Like when you're so Mm. drained um, from, you know, like you said, if you're addicted to being on social media, and I've struggled through it too, um, where I've had to like limit my time screen just because there's been times where I've you know, you're scrolling on TikTok, and by the time you realize, like, it's 2 a.m., and you should have been asleep, like, three hours ago, Um, but it's so important to remember um, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and you can't pour out of an empty cup if you're drained, right, and you hold a big role of being a pastor, Um, and even if you're not a pastor, like, it's so important if you're pouring into others, you're you can't you Mm -hmm. literally can't because you have nothing to pour out of um so I think it's important to remember that like from that aspect um but yeah no I I think digital media cleansing is so important um this doesn't mean you know Mm -hmm. get off of social media for a year or six months but even if it's just like a day where you like you said go on a walk go do exercise you know and Maybe listen to some calm music and just like refresh your mind. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. That like such an important topic because like no one really talks about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, about.
1: it all comes down to it all comes down to Sabbathing. So yeah. it's a word that not a lot of people want to talk about. But one of my mentors, John Mark Comer, wrote a book called "Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." Uh, and it's all about him getting to a point of being overwhelmed, uh, to a point of wanting to quit ministry. Um, and I, and I know your audience is so much bigger than just people who are in ministry, but, um, any organization, we can get to a point where we want to quit our jobs and just hide in our basement, um, because we're so overwhelmed. Uh, and he, he did some specific things to help him refresh his soul. And I, I took that with a grain of salt, knowing that I'm, I'm young I I have a lot of energy. Uh, I ran a business. I work with about 200 businesses right now. Um, but knowing that on a weekly basis, I need to spend time for 24 hour period, uh, away and with my wife and with God and that's it. Um, and and I know exactly what I need now. It's taken me two years to figure out, um, how to Sabbath correctly um, and what's funny is we, we're not going to have a podcast about how to not murder somebody next to you because it's just second nature in our society. Uh, but literally in the same 10 commandments, uh, God is writing and saying Sabbath. Um, but we just kind of dismissed that one. Yeah. Um, but it's literally in the same list and guess what? It comes before murder. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I just think it's imperative. And if you don't believe in Jesus, Um, you can still spend 24 hours resting Um, and I'm I'm giving you permission to rest and eat good food and laugh and hang out with your friends. Um, But just do it being mindful of knowing um, what drains you and what doesn't. Um, And that might mean relationships. That might mean what you eat, um, but it's imperative to Sabbath.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yesterday, um, actually on Sunday, my pastor was exactly just talking about Sabbath, like resting and mm-hmm. the importance of it. And I actually brought a friend who it was his first time attending a Christian church. He's been Catholic his whole life. And he was in tears because he needed to hear that. He felt like he was burnt out. Um, he was just striving and working so hard and didn't realize that like rest is just as important as the six days that you're working. Um, mm mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's such an important conversation to have because I've always told my mom the importance, the, like the importance that goes into Sabbathing. And I feel like she just takes it so lightly. Um, but I really think that our generation wouldn't be as burnt out if we were taking Mm -hmm. a day to just rest and that can look like so many different things. It can even be taking a nap. If you don't take naps, you know, just being recharged, um, and feeling like, okay, wow. Like I feel like a new person. Like there's times when I go to sleep, but I don't feel like I've rested. But when you intentionally rest, I think there's so much Mm -hmm. beauty that comes from that. And especially, um, my mentor, told me this once you should have three types of people in your life people that you're pouring into people that are pouring into you Mm -hmm. and people that you're mutually pouring into each other and I think that's also important to um, build community in that way like if you don't have anyone that's pouring into you uh, find a mentor find someone that you admire and reach out to them and be like hey I would love to learn even if it's sitting down for a coffee or a zoom call and just Mm -hmm. learn a little from you that that like finding people that are going to pour into you is so important too
1: yeah i I think it's imperative um for any type of person if you work in sales if you're a pastor if you do a podcast for a living uh there are people and i think what we do is we look at people who have a lot of instagram followers and think uh, i want to be in relationship with them because they have what i have um, and what I've learned in the past couple of years is I, I want to learn, number one, from anybody yeah. um, like this conversation. I'm learning so much um, from everything you're saying uh, because I, I want to learn from anybody. Uh, and I think that also there's books that they wrote, um, like somebody you might not be able to meet over coffee. Um, they might have written a bu- book or maybe they've passed away 50 years ago, but they're influential. Um, you can read their books. And learn from them or this podcast you might not be able to meet um, with either either one of us over coffee but um, you post every single day great content that somebody could learn from Uh, and also having friends i think it's fun just to hang out with somebody and laugh and go on walks and like i said in the beginning eat some tacos and just uh, the bible says that you should sing songs with one another Um, what it's not talking about literally like me and you sitting at coffee, singing at each other. That'd be kind of weird. Um, but it's, it's talking about, um, just, um, reminding ourselves who we are. And sometimes we need somebody else to remind us who we are. Um, because the world is, the world is dark and there's moments of hurt and there's moments of anxiousness. Um, but the second we understand that there's people going along the journey with us, um, I'll do that any day. I'll go to battle with my friends um, and we'll do, we'll conquer together. But if it's just myself, um, I won't last very long.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. I've realized in the past year and I've been so grateful and there's times where I'm sitting on my, in my car leaving these events where I've been able to build community because I've been like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start serving at a church. I'm going to start getting involved and that's the best like when people tell me oh like how do I get involved especially when it's people that don't live in the same city as me and live in a different state or a couple Mm -hmm. hours away I'm like start serving at a church that's the best way for everyone to know your name and for you to know everyone's name because you know when you go to a church and um if it's a young adults event a lot of people might not know you and I feel like serving is such a great way to get plugged in um and also build community. Like I've been so, every time I think about, just every time I pray to God and I'm like, thank you so much for the community that you've given me. Because I've as I've said in mm-hmm. the, a, a couple of my last podcasts, I always used to think that I had to be one foot in the world and one foot with God. Like go out on Fridays and Saturdays and then walk into church hungover because if not my friends that I had weren't going to be friends with me and I was just living... Like this, almost like this double life, um, and I was so drained from it. Like I had, I wasn't resting. I wasn't making it a priority at all to do, um, and that's why I can only speak from experience. And that's why I think this conversation is also important because it's not like I'm just I've read about resting and I want to talk about it. Like no, it's things that I've mm-hmm. gone through and I've lived the life of like, you know, not going to church and not making it a priority. And yeah. I was just not living well. Like I was with constant anxiety. I had depression and there was a point where my depression got so bad that I didn't even want to look at my phone like for a month straight. And that's when my mom realized like mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Like there, like, you know, I was, a, I think I was a freshman in high school. Um, so that like, it's, it's an important conversation to have. So I'm really happy that we're having this.
1: Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I think that, um, people, people don't realize how similar people's stories can be. Uh, and you just sharing that I'm sure that there's somebody on the other side of it going, Oh, I've struggled with that too. I guess I should get plugged into a community. Um, and I, cause I think that what, what we're doing is we're supplementing. We're looking at our night times and we're going to go, ah, I'll just, text my friend, or I'll just watch a YouTube video of a vlogger, and subconsciously what we're doing is we're thinking that's our friend, Um, but you will never be able to replace community, like authentic friendships and corporate worship. Um, I think it's imperative to be in a church gathering of some sort, um, whether that's in a home or whether that's in a building, it doesn't matter. Um, You need to be with two or more people worshiping um, Jesus. And, um, yeah, like you said, serving, um, I think that's how you find friends and you also find people who think like you are on the same mission as you, um, want to go the same places as you go. Um, there's no other place. And I would even say, I have friends that, um, I mean, I've had roommates who don't even believe in God, but are serving at church because they understand these are going to be the best friends that I can have. Yes. We're all broken. We all think bad thoughts, we all gossip at times, we all whatever, um, just like anybody else on the planet. But we understand um, that there's something bigger in front of us and that's reaching a city that we live in um, for the thing that we've been freed from, whether that be anxiety, whether that be a divorce, whether that be whatever. Um, You went through that, not just for you to share about, but for the people on the other side of it. Um, And when we can figure that out, it's dangerous Um, in a really, really great way. Um, Just like you, I'm sure that, like you said, you had one foot in, one foot out. Um, We all have went through that. I've had moments of being in leadership and still doing that. Um, But we need to understand, um, number one, how good God is, how graceful he is. Um, And he knows that who you're going to be in 20 years is going to change a world. So there's going to be moments of hurt, trials, Um, but we, we find freedom through that with our friends. Um, scripture says, can confess our sins to one another. So we may be healed. Um, it does not say forgiven. It says healed. So we know that healing comes through, um, sitting over coffee with our friends and talking about our bad week or sitting on zoom like this, um, or Riverside, sorry. Um, Riverside, please, uh, Forgive me, um, but, uh, it's imperative to, to have authentic friendships and not just through social media, but, um, you can't, that's been my, I think, biggest frustration the past years. We have opinions about so many people. Um, I've, every time I go, well, what'd they say when you got coffee with them? And it's, oh, I, I can't, I don't know them. Well, there you go. You shouldn't have an opinion about them then. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Um it's imperative to serve at a church, um, not for what you can get out of it, but what you can give. Um, because if serving is beneath you, leadership is beyond you.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And we have to remember that Jesus didn't come here to be served. He came here to serve Mm -hmm. others. And I think sometimes we forget that. Um, and it's so important to just, Like, if, like, just have the heart for serving, like, wanting to help others, even, even Mm -hmm. if it's not in a church setting, like, if that's at your job, and people are gonna be like, wow, what does she have? Like, how is she so nice to people? Like, I'm angry all the time. Like, what, like, you know, so that, like, just having that and reminding ourselves how important it is to love one another and love thy neighbor. Like, all those things are so important. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, like something that I also want to talk about is the anxiety that comes from being on your phone all the time. I've struggled through it. I know that like as a girl, I think the world is obsessive with comparing each other, comparing bodies on social media, comparing social media following like your numbers, like, oh my gosh, my likes. Um, So yeah, let's get into conversation about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, Like I said earlier, we're not the first generation to ever struggle with comparison. And I think a lot of our roots, because anxiety is a fruit. Like it's a thing that we've expressed through something else. Um, And it might be a lot of things. It might be um, bitterness in our heart. It might be our calendar. It might be things that we're hiding from our friends or our family. Uh, And those are the the bigger things to find out what exactly is the root of this. And I would recommend to whoever's watching this um, to to see a counselor. It's not bad. It's not bad to go to therapy um, and sit down with a pastor. It's imperative to have, and they don't need to have a title to be a pastor. What I mean is somebody who um, believes in Jesus and understands the scriptures um, and understands that um the like grace is imperative so yeah yeah, i mean i had clinical i had clinical anxiety so i was on a heart medication as a teenager to slow my heart rate down i had uh weekly panic attacks in the hospital um thinking i was having a heart attack because i was so overwhelmed and anxious uh and there was one specific week where i lost 15 pounds because i was so Um, anxious and getting so sick. I was literally causing myself to um, like literally get sick. So, um, and I, I found freedom in that, not from anything that I've done, um, but through consistency of um, constantly being in God's word, um, having a really, really great environment. So changing my friends because my friends were causing that and the relationship I was in. Yeah. Um and I was at a, a university um living on the floor with all the football players and cheerleaders, just overwhelmed with life. Um and I needed to change my environment. So I can tell you this that anxiety is real. Whoever thinks that it isn't hasn't experienced it. Yeah. Um or they're just completely clueless. Um, yeah. but I do think that we can um be proactive in what we're doing and like I said earlier, I would I would recommend the uh, ruthless elimination of hurry. I think that will help people get practicals of truly how to um, live in mindfulness and rest and be the refreshing friend that we all want to be. Uh, because it's real. Like I still have moments. I I still have moments of anxiety. I have um, PTSD from getting in a car accident. Uh, when I drive in the winter now. So there's just certain things that um, I do believe God can bring freedom in a moment, like literally in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. But I also do think that he gives us the capabilities of um, our disciplines. Uh, something that I don't think we talk about a lot is our health. So our fitness, what we're eating. Um, I do consume way too much caffeine still, but it is what it is um but i work out every day i'm i'm i am very careful of what i eat um because it all is a factor we are a temple of the holy spirit and if you don't know what that means um when you gave your life to jesus it actually the holy spirit is dwelling within you so there's this constant battle of our flesh our human desires and the things that the holy spirit or what god wants to reveal and to show us and 99% of the time, he's revealing um, things in you that need to come out that we don't want to come out oh, <laughs> um, so good. because it hurts. Um, there's patterns that might need to be away. There's friends. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this that has a super toxic friend that they've kept around since they were 13. And their parents have literally said, you need to remove that friend. They're toxic for you. Yeah. And you're thinking they're going to change which they can change, but it might be best for you to say, Hey, I'm going to remove myself from this because this is what it's causing me. Um, and any good person will understand that. Um, yes. Anxiety is real. Um, but so is Jesus. Jesus is so real. He can bring freedom from your anxiety. You don't have to struggle with that. Um, and if you don't know who Jesus is um, message us, we'd love to talk to you about it. We'd love to yeah. talk to you about how, um, uh, he can bring um, so much peace in your life um, that the world or anybody, um, any show, any job could never bring you. Um, Cause that's, that's the message um, of freedom, of hope, of peace, of clarity, of joy. Um, is it not in a principle or a tradition or a religion? It's in the person of Jesus.
0: So good. And um, I want to talk about two different things um, you said, about having a friend that, you know, since, I don't know, it could be a friend that you've had for 10 years, but you, you've been friends with them for 10 years and you've realized that you're kind of not growing with them. I think it's so important mm-hmm. to just let those friendships go. Like, yes, it's hard. I've, like, the hardest prayer for me, like, if we're being honest here, is God, remove the people that are in my life that shouldn't be in my life. Because every time I pray that, mm-hmm. someone that I love leaves my life, and like it's hard in the moment, but then a year from now God showed me like, oh, now I know why you wanted to take that, that person out of my life and it also prevents you from growing like if you're around if you've been around the same people since you were a child and like, you've never experienced anything new, like it's it's time to get out and explore new friendships and grow because that's the only way mm-hmm. you're actually gonna grow um, And yeah, what you said about Jesus being like, the root from like freedom. I have a really cool story that, cause I also used to be clinically um, depressed and that's something that I've actually never shared mm-hmm. on the podcast, but um, you know, I would take medicine for it. And this one time um, uh, I think his name is Nick D'Orso. I, I, I hope I'm not. I think that's his name.
1: Chris D'Orso.
0: Chris D'Orso. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um mm-hmm he was preaching at our church and uh, I think it was back in November or October Um, and I just started praying so much about God healing my depression and anxiety that I was feeling and when I tell you like I just it wasn't an audible thing but I just felt like you're healed And from that day, I haven't Mm -hmm. taken any medicine and I've also never experienced anxiety, but it's because I had been praying for it so much. And I believe that God was going to heal me from it. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with people that take medicine for it, but give it to God, like pray about it and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: ask God for healing and like, believe that you're going to be healed because you can be praying about it. But if you truly don't believe that you're going to be healed from it, you probably will never actually experience healing because God wants us to be persistent. Like God wants us to know, like just pray to him and like know and believe that he is the healer of everything. And he is bigger than what we can ever imagine or fathom. And I think it's important to do that too. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, wow, that's, that's an incredible testimony. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, like I said earlier, uh, it's we we understand that the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony is what um, we are overcome by, what we actually move the needle from, and um, exactly what you shared. I had a moment very similar. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just done with medication. I was done with the lifestyle I was living, and I truly gave it over to God. And I've yet to have a moment like that um, ever again. And um, like you said, it's, um, it's just needed to find, uh, find something. And I think the world, um, me included, everybody is trying to find, um, what we're looking for. And I do know that, um, God will reveal himself, um, in such amazing, beautiful, um, extravagant ways. Yeah. Um, faith, faith is described as divine persuasion. So um, God truly wants to divinely persuade his people that he is real. He's loving. He's graceful. He can bring freedom. He can bring peace. Um, and I would just, I would recommend anyone listening to this, um, just sit and maybe turn on some like lo-fi or some worship or whatever you like and um, ask God to reveal himself to you um, because he will, it might not be um, a genie in a bottle that comes out and talks to you, but, <laughs> But it might be peace. It might be a friend that you haven't talked to in years calls you and encourages you. Um, it might be your scrolling on social media and you see something that reminds you of something that you need to tell your mom or your friend. So he's so real and he's so um, he's so loving that he genuinely wants us to um, experience life and life to the fullest. It's John ten ten. 10. Um, and it's available to anyone. You don't need to have a perfect record. I certainly do not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still selfish. I'm still broken. Um, I still mess up every day. Um, but I do have a source to go to that's bigger than um, a YouTube channel or a friend or a, a vlogger. I have the creator of the universe. And so do you. And so do anyone watching this. And that's where we have to lean on, um, if we're going to make it. Cause if anything, the past couple of years has taught us, um, it's craziness and we're right in the middle of it. Um, yeah. but I want to, I want to be a person who's calm in a storm. I want to be a person who my friends can call when they're struggling and to encourage them to laugh with them, to buy them coffee, to refresh them. So, um, if anyone's listening to this, just know. Um, you're not too broken Um, just because you struggle with something doesn't mean that you're unqualified to be in a relationship with God. It's actually why he sent his son. Um, If we all were perfect, we wouldn't have needed a savior. We already would have been one, um, but we're not. So um, yeah, find a local church. It's imperative. Um, The local church is the hope of the world. There is no plan B for the earth. Um, And I'm a big believer in that.
0: That's so good. And I think it's also important to talk about, um, for people who don't believe in God, like if you've gotten this far and you don't really have a good relationship with God, um, there's times where, like for my life, I've been through so many things, childhood trauma, trauma in high school middle school is the time that I struggled the most. Um, and if I were to look at my life as, oh my gosh, like God, why would you let me have gone through that because that's what i used to do there was a time where i didn't want to accept god i was like you know what like i'm done with you i don't want anything to do with you um but i think it's important to remember that like god gave us the free of will and that means that when people have hurt us that hasn't came from god that's came from them and them making those decisions and that person wanting to leave you and um so I think it's important to remember that and to like, I think it's important to make the switch of, you know what, all those things that I went through, like it's made me the person that I am today and I accept that gracefully and like, start looking at your life in a positive mm-hmm. way and it's just going to change your mindset. You know, God's a gentleman too. He's going to knock on the door, but if you don't answer it, it that door is always going to be shut. So I think it's important to remember that, um, yeah, like what you were saying, like, God, he, he changed my life and I know that he's going to be changing. He's been changing many lives and throughout this podcast, Mm -hmm. like if you're listening to this, like you said, like reach out to us. If you've never, um, if you've never really opened that door and I want to help you stay tuned for the next um, episode guys.
1: Yeah. And I think something to think about is, um, that question of, um, if God's real, why did he put me through blank, whatever that is for whoever's watching? Um, I would like to propose that he actually put um, his number one prized possession through pain trial, um, so much so that he was actually, his son was sweating blood because he was in so much fear and anxiety of what was about to happen to him. So God actually put his prized possession, his son through um, pain, that physical pain, number one, that I don't think anyone has ever experienced. Um, Like a crucifixion was probably the worst way to to die. Um, But he put him through pain knowing that it would be temporary um, for something so much bigger than what that that specific day um, put Jesus through. So um, it might seem like You're at the end of it, and it's the worst thing. Um, But I can promise you that um, the testing of our trials produces perseverance, and perseverance is um, how we keep living and how we understand that Um, when Scripture says all things work together for the good of those who love God, um, they're not lying. That Um, it doesn't say when times are great, it's going to work out. It literally says all things. Um, So somehow, some way God will use the trial that you're in, the pain that you're in, the death that you've experienced in your family um, for good. And it might not look like what you think it'll look like. um, But I believe that God's ways are higher than our ways. And his plan is so much better than anything I could have tried to manufacture or manipulate. So um, pain is inevitable. Um, growth is optional. So.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that the enemy is so real and he came to kill, destroy Mm -hmm. and to rob us from our happiness. And he almost plays this mind trick on us that, Oh, like, like God isn't real. Like you think you've been all this, like, why would God be real? Like, because that was the lie that I was wrapped in for so long um I was like Mm -hmm. God like why did you take away my father like all these different things that I had gone through as a child and when I finally like just decided to stop like stop carrying that weight that I had been carrying for so long as a child and give it to God I just felt like this huge release and it was the most beautiful feeling Mm -hmm. and um And I think it's so important that we're talking about this, because I think there's so many of us that haven't gone back to the root. Um, On my last podcast with Kayla, we talked about the importance of going back to the root and why we are the way we are. Um, But that it's just so important to go back to, okay, why is it that? I am needing attention from a guy. Why is it that I want to be on social media all the time? Is it because I want to show others that I'm Mm -hmm. living well, living lavish, or is it because I want to use my platform for a bigger purpose? You know? um, So that's, that's what I would say to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have the best news in the whole world Yeah. Um, right now. You can go on social media. You could turn on your TV uh, and there's a lot of news, but as a as a believer in Jesus, we have literally the best thing. That no matter who you are, your story, your testimony, your trials, um, truly is the best story. Um, and it's a love story. The Bible is not a journal of history; it's a love story yeah. um, from Genesis to Revelation. It's God revealing Himself in so many beautiful ways. And we're in 2022 and he's revealing himself through his people. Um, and, and we should be known for our love. We should be known for our, our kindness, um, our smile, our hug, our 30% tip at Starbucks. Um, we should be known for the things that um, right now it's so black and white of everything. Um, but I want to be the guy who's known for having good news yeah. um, that, no matter who you are, you can sit over coffee and I could smile and know, um, or I could cry with you and we can talk about it later, um, yeah. whatever you need in a moment. But um, at the end of the day, I do have the best news that the world has ever heard. Um, and it is my job to share it. And the news is not you're a bad person um, who needs to just figure it out. You need to do these rules to get this. You need to pray this much to get this. It's, hey, there's a a son who came to earth 2000 years ago um, that his father sent him for on a mission to to die on a cross, but to resurrect, um, to prove that we can actually have a new life in Christ Jesus. Um, And it's imperative to know that um, whoever you're listening to, you have a message to share um, if yeah. you have four Instagram followers, if you have 4 million, um, you have a message to share and it is not yours. Um, it is a, a father who sent a son. Like I said, John three sixteen should not be, um, something that we just quote when we think about Tim Tebow, we should, um, live it, yeah. um, because it is the message. It is the hope of the world and we have it right in our fingertips. So, um, Keep posting, keep sharing, keep um, talking to your family about the gospel because yeah. there will be fruit on the end of it. Um, Jesus said, I will build my church. Um, not We don't build his church. We partner with him. Um, and he's on a mission, and he will win, and he already has. So we're on the winning team, and that's something to be excited about.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's it's so important to use our platform to spread the good news. Um, I know a lot of people can be scared, you know, if, you've, if you're have if you in college and you spent your past year just going out and partying and now, you know, you find your, your home and you find yourself being lonely um, and, you know, you go and get plugged into a church and you want to post about it, but you're scared of what other people are going to say. You know, I've been through that. But there's just so much joy and you you have no idea who you're going to help. I know so many people who have reached out just for the, from this podcast and have said, oh, my gosh, I felt so convicted or, oh, my gosh, I needed to hear that because I'm going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And um, even if it's just a post or, uh, like, just using your social media for good, I think the enemy tries to trick us and say that there's going to be so many people that are going to unfollow you. I know that for a long time, for TikTok – um was a platform where you know I had been just I always had I was like oh my gosh I want to be TikTok famous and then one day a video blew up and it got 7 million views and then um and then another video got 4 million views and then I became scared to share about God through it because I was like well these people didn't really follow me to hear about God so why would I share about him On that platform, and I was wrapped up in that Mm -hmm. lie. But slowly, I've been able to, you know, start sharing more of my heart on it and why. Because I think it's so important to remember, like, why if I know this amazing good news, I shouldn't keep it to myself. You know, great that you know it, but it now it's time to share it with others because you want to see the people that you love in heaven with you. And if you're not sharing it, if you're keeping your Mm -hmm. relationship private. It's just not you know you're not gonna see fruit from fruit come from it you're not gonna um, grow in it so
1: so good you have so much insight and wisdom. I wish I could have had a journal out during this podcast <laughs> um, Yeah, I think um, knowing that um, I used to have a, a Instagram account and all I would do is literally take the U version verse of the day and it even came with an image and I would just post it. Um, It was a separate even platform than my own personal one. Um, Just because I was like, I don't know who this is going to reach. And I don't care if it reaches one person or a a billion. Um, I I just want to use whatever I have to, um, to share the good news. And um, it doesn't matter what platform. I think that um, we can use our platforms. Our platforms can use us. And um, if I know anything, God will remove whatever is in front of him. <laughs> um, if you're prioritizing your personal preference or feeling good about a certain engagement rate. Um, and I say that, I'm like, wow, like we all struggle with that in moments. Um, but it's so little compared to um, having a family that loves you, having friends that don't think you're fake. Um, you know, yeah. like there's just something there's no metric scale when it comes to um, comparing those things, but we do worry about that and we do stress about it. But I'll tell you this, God will build your platform um, when he wants to. Um, Whoever listened to this, stop striving and stressing, worrying about um, the next algorithm change um, and just stay consistent. Whatever you feel like you should share, share it. And if one person views it, um, it's the same as if one person raised their hand for salvation at the end of service. Um, it is all worth it. And it is what we are called to do. So stay faithful, stay consistent, even when you don't want to, it's just like showing up to the gym. You just got to show up. You got to do it um, because our life is built around discipline. That's being a disciple of Jesus. The same word is just development. Um, discipleship is development and I want to be a guy who learns and grows and gets better every day. Um, not winning back on the past or caring so much about how many likes I get. Um, I'm married now, so I'm like, if my wife thinks I'm cool. I'm good. (laughs) Like I, I'm good. You know, I, um, I think our metric scale changes throughout our seasons of life. But, um, if you are in the game to just be liked, Um, you will do nothing of influence or impact because um, people will hate on you. People will message you. People will question your integrity or your past. Um, But the beautiful part is that is the gospel is, yeah, I was that person. Um, But through consistency now, um, just watch because I will mess up. But guess what? Um, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep running and I'm going to keep walking after um, whatever God has for me. So, yeah, so um, good. just be encouraged that it is, it is worth it. Um, social media is really great. Um, God wants to use social media to reach people. Um, just like Paul wrote letters and acts, um, that was their communication tool. And today we have social media. Um, cause I know for a fact, I'm not writing letters to anybody right now. So, um, yeah, just learn and yeah. soak it in. And if you feel stressed about posting, delete social media. Um, and if you can't delete social media because you you need to have it, um, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I used to be that guy, and I probably still have problems, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, and my last two cents on this. I think it's so beautiful to remember that God is a God who redeems your story. Um, he redeems what you've gone through he like you may be going through something so hard right now and you're at a point of just breaking but just remember that um he he just changes the way um I don't I don't even have words for it because he redeemed my story and The things that I had gone through, I thought I was so broken, and I was broken, but he healed me, and he changed my story for good, and now I get to, you know, encourage people with a podcast or through my social media platform instead of going out and drinking and doing nothing, you know, so I think just, like, just for anyone listening to this and you're going through a really hard time, just remember that God will redeem your story, and this is only the beginning, so... Thank you so yeah, much for so good. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Um, it's been such an honor to have you on, and I know everyone who listens to this is truly gonna be impacted by all the topics that we hit today. So, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I've learned more than I gave today, but I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> me too. It's a mutual feeling. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys.